when I go on first dates, I have like a mental list of questions that I ask to kind of figure out the kind of person they are and see if we are going to be compatible or not. So depending on their answers, I figure out if I will see them again or not. So I decided to put all those mental questions that I usually have. I wrote them down. I put them all in this list and I am releasing them. Hey, love. So welcome to an episode of Sit Like a Lady podcast with me, your host, Camilla. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sit Like a Lady with me, your host, Camilla, as you heard in the intro. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in for a 19th episode. Can you believe it? Okay, every every episode, I'm like in shock over how many I've done. I just honestly can't believe that I've stuck through this for as long as I have so far, even though it's only been like, what, two to three months, but it's still such a big accomplishment for me because I'm... just one of those type of like I'm just the type of person that gives up so easily on things I've had hobbies in the past and I just give up when I'm like not entirely 100% good at it but then obviously this year with COVID I've had a lot more time to explore what I am interested in and kind of like devote my time to doing things that I enjoy like picking up new hobbies, doing podcasting. This is something that I've always wanted to do. And I've just been like, oh, I don't have the time. Like, I don't want to spend money on on this and I don't want to do this. And it's just like, fucking do it. Who cares? Like, if it's going to make you happy, then spend the money and do what you love and see if you like it. And if you don't, worst comes to worst, just fucking sell it on Facebook Marketplace. There you go. Not sponsored. Anyways, let's just dive right into today's episode. I'm very excited. I am glad to be here behind the mic, chilling in my little, I record in my closet and it is so cozy in here, but it's like not a good thing. When I was recording in the winter, when it was cold out, yeah, that was a good thing because, you know, I was nice and cozy and I had a blanket and pillows and I would record, but it is getting so warm outside so quick it is so beautiful outside today it feels like a summer's day on a summer's day camilla sat down to record her 19th podcast episode she sat down in her closet as she sweat buckets and buckets of sweat just pooling around her while she tried to record this one episode for her viewers and listeners But I am truly sweating. Like, it is so fucking hot outside. Like, not so much, but it's like a spring day. And my room is boiling hot and my closet is like... It's a nice little sauna in here. So, if I sound out of breath right now, it's because I noticed how warm it was in the closet. So, I ran downstairs to go grab some water, some cold water. And and now I am out of breath because I am very unfit. And I have done zero physical physical zero physical activity since like I don't know last summer so actually that is not true last night um my cousin and I so last night was really nice night it was like nice and clear it was not too cold it was not too hot it was like perfect so I met up with my cousin and we did a good like our walk and we just walked all around my neighborhood with my little dog as you guys know Romeo and it was so nice and it was just nice to you know get out and stretch your legs and just walk and not be in a hurry or a rush it was so great so if you guys have time now that it's getting nice and warm outside go outside take a walk breathe some fresh air put down the Netflix and just enjoy it because it really boosts your mood I came back home and I was like whoa I am ready let's let's write three scripts I am so ready let's start rebranding my whole entire podcast I am so ready and I started doing a bunch of work and then I saw I was like it's 4 a.m let me um go to bed but anyways oh my gosh I'm already talking so much and (laughs) I haven't even started the episode so usually I would start with an autocorrect but the last episode 
I didn't recognize any flaws or mistakes. So excuse me for being perfect. No autocorrect this week. But I did feel the need to remind you guys that those like the last episode was um, worst first date ideas. A lot of them are personal opinions. I said that throughout the episode, but I just want to clarify that they are personal opinions. Me, Camilla, the host of this podcast. Those are my opinions. If you agree with them, awesome, great, laugh along. If you don't, then shut up. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But just a reminder, just a quick and easy reminder. And today's episode will also be um, like a list of personal opinion episode, but we'll get into that in a few moments. Let's start off with a catch up session. So let me just address the elephant in the room that you guys are all asking about. Like, stop asking me. I get it. Um, actually, no, no one has asked me. <laughs> but last week, I didn't release an episode. Um, there is no reason for it. Like before, I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's because this, 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 this. But like there actually is no exact reason for it. I just had an extremely um, emotionally exhausting week at work. It was so intense. And I just took the weekend to literally recover and recharge my battery because I felt like I was going to burn out. It was super intense, but it's all good. I took the weekend. I rested last week. Um, it wasn't as bad. And then this weekend I am energized and ready to go and I'm back to normal. It was just a rough week. I just needed to recharge. So that's it. There's no huge intense reason. Nothing happened, but that's all I wanted to say about that. Um, however, last week on Sunday, it was the Grammys. Um, I watched the Grammys and I like hated it. I enjoyed, obviously, congratulations to Mr. Harry Styles on winning his first Grammy. If you know anything about me, you know I'm a huge Harry Styles fan and I'm really, really happy for him. I am also really happy for Bad Bunny, Megan Thee Stallion as well. She deserved all the recognition she got. Congratulations to who else won? Dua Lipa, Taylor Swift, Beyonce, all those that they showed us. Um, and then I just hated watching the Grammys, honestly. Like, award shows have become so boring. I have not watched a single show, award show, since the pandemic started because it just seems so boring to me. Like, I feel like, why would I want to sit there and feel like I'm part of a Zoom meeting while all these people are like glammed up and dressed up in their living room in their shitty quality cameras? Oh my God, you guys are celebrities. I'm sure you can get some high quality live streams going on. Why is everybody using their iPhone 6 camera to accept a fucking Academy Award or a Golden Globe or whatever? Like, are you kidding me? I find that so ridiculous. But it's like, it's so boring. I hated watching it, but I wanted to watch it and see how it was. And it was awful as suspected. It was full of performances that I like, honestly, I enjoyed probably like five of the 15,000 performances that they showed. I feel like award shows nowadays are just full, full of performances and sponsorships. And there's like maybe three awards given throughout the night. And I found myself so bored. I just wanted to see the winners. I want to see the awards and I want to hear their speeches. That's why I love the Oscars because the Oscars always gives like every single award is shown. Every single speech is shown, even if it's boring. Like even if you're like, oh, who cares about this category? Some people do. And those people's family members do. And they want their own moment. They're winning the same award as everybody else. Like you're getting this huge prestigious award. It's your moment. You want to say your speech and you don't want to be cut off. And the Grammys was so disgusting. They did like 
they only showed the major categories. They only showed the most famous people. Everybody else, no, no one's speech was shown. Everybody who was at home, because not all the celebrities could make it to the Rogers Center. Or was it, sorry, the Staples Center? <laughs> um, so nobody, not everybody could make it. And um, so a lot of people were at home watching through live stream and awards were given through live stream. But they were done at the pre-Grammys. So they weren't even done throughout the actual show. And a lot of speeches were cut off. Um, for example, Bad Bunny's speech was cut off. I thought that was so disrespectful. Like, he was the only Latin artist. And then once he started speaking in Spanish, it's just like, cut. It's like, thank you. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Thank you. It's like, why are you so scared of showing other people? And, like, I just thought it was so, like, you know there are more celebrities than Taylor Swift, Harry Styles, Beyonce, and, like, Dua Lipa and Billie Eilish like you know that right I wonder if the Grammys do know that because there are more celebrities and there are more people that are deserving to have their speeches aired just like everybody else so I found that so stupid I honestly never have liked the Grammys lately I think it's become more of it's less of a prestigious award to me like I don't see it as a huge deal anymore I'm sure these artists do when they get nominated and like um awarded it but I just find it it's honestly like it's giving me Kids' Choice Awards vibes, and I'm not liking it. Boycott Grammys. After what they did to The Weeknd and Zayn, boycott the Grammys. But congratulations to Harry Styles still. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Okay, we got to talk about this. So after the Grammys, um, the next day was the Bachelor finale. And as you guys have known, I think for the past, what, like two months, I've been covering The Bachelor and what's been going on and with their scandal. And the season finally finished last week. And let me tell you guys, this has been, as somebody who has been a fan of the show and somebody who has been watching the whole franchise, like I've been watching Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise and Bachelorette since I was in high school. So it's been a long time. And Actually, even before that, like I'm pretty sure when I was in elementary school, my mom would turn it on and I would watch it here and there. But I started becoming a fan in high school. And I can say that without a doubt, this has been the absolute worst season I have ever seen in my whole entire life in any Bachelor production ever. That includes Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, any Bachelor Winter Games, any Bachelor pad, anything like that. This has been the absolute worst season. And I am not putting the blame on the lead. I'm not putting the blame on The Bachelor, uh, what's his name, Matt James. I am putting the blame on the actual team of The Bachelor, the casting team, the production team, the camera crew. Every single person was at fault here, and it was disgusting. I think that it came down to the editing. I also think that it came down to the lack of research when it came to the contestants. It's like you're casting someone to come on a show that you know is huge, that you know has a huge audience, generates a shit ton of money, like the least the bare minimum is researching the people that you are casting like that's the least that's the bare minimum like I think that's for any any job ever in the history of life even if you're you know applying to be a cook if you're applying to work at a fast food restaurant if you're applying to be a janitor of some kind if you're applying to be a teacher if you're applying to have a position here there whatever even if you're applying to be in a reality tv show it's still a job the employer will do a background search. The employer will search you up, do a quick one to make sure that you're normal, make sure that you don't have a, you know, a history, a record or anything. So the fact that this multi-million dollar corporation franchise couldn't even research their contestants, what the fuck? How lazy are you? Like, 
were they just lazy or did they just not want to spend the money or they just trusted these white girls i don't know what it is but regardless of the fact the casting was disgusting the finale was so boring it was so horrible it's like they forced this guy matt james who clearly has a lot of issues within himself um they forced him to have very difficult conversations with his dad that abandoned his family at a young age that has clearly traumatized matt up to the point where he's comparing every single move he does to his dad which is very traumatic and i'm not like making fun of it at all it's a very serious topic and he also had these deep conversations with his mother and all this stuff and it's very clear that this person is not ready to be in a relationship let alone a fucking like engagement like it's so insane and the whole finale was all over the place overall it was just poorly done poorly edited and he didn't even end up proposing which is the whole premise of the show like the whole point of the show is to come on and be ready for marriage and a proposal by the end of it and he just pulled a juan pablo and said i'm not ready for marriage i can't propose to you but if you want to be my girlfriend and it's like are you serious we went through all this for you to be boyfriend and girlfriend like are you are you for real like that it was so disappointing and then the after show was a huge disaster i'm not getting into it it was so uncomfortable full of awkward silences it was so poorly edited as well i hated it um so they announced that they're not going to have a bachelor season it's going to be two back-to-back bachelorette seasons and it's just so crazy that this season was so shit that they had to take a break from the bachelor like they they're just taking a break from doing a bachelor season and they're just doing two back-to-back bachelorettes and now everything is up in flames everything is up in the air past host chris harrison as i mentioned before he stepped aside for the rest of the season and then for the bachelorettes they replaced him with previous bachelorette taisha adams and another previous bachelorette which i don't know her name sorry So because of this, Chris Harrison is saying, like, I've been with the show for 25 years. I've never done anything wrong. Like, this is my one little scandal. And now they're replacing me completely. So he actually hired a lawyer, which is really, really interesting. People are saying that, like, insiders, I don't know how true this is. I really, like, don't like saying things before it's confirmed so who knows how true this is but insiders are saying that he's ready to tell the truth about the industry about the um the bachelor franchise so yeah he hired a lawyer so we're gonna see what happens and also past contestants of the bachelor franchise whether they be in bachelorette bachelor in paradise whatever they're stepping forward and saying their experience was awful like the the production crew and the producers and the cast treated them like absolute shit so a lot of people are coming forward and saying this is a mess i honestly i feel like the show's outdated now i think this was a really fun um fun thing in the 2000s because it's like ooh, one man dating like 30 girls how fun but i just feel like now it's like really outdated i think it's really hard to please everyone because the bachelor has many audiences they have their middle-aged white suburban mothers that are pretty racist that like want to see it as it is they don't want to see it change and then they have their new audience which is kind of like millennials or gen z's like me and they're like um do you guys not see a problem with this outdated ass show like can we have some changes and instead they're like no no changes like let's just flip this whole thing upside down like they could have easily just implemented these small changes got a whole new cast did a whole new rebrand and everything would have been fine so we'll see i honestly think that abc should and warner brothers should drop 
the show. I really do. One of my friends think that they're going to drop it and then Hey You's going to pick it up. That would be quite interesting and that would be like a whole rebrand and it could be more fresh and new. I think that would be kind of cool, but we'll see. So the history of the Bachelor franchise is up in the air. I have never seen a scandal this big. This is really, really crazy. So I will keep you guys updated if more updates come along. Anyways, let's see. I think that's all I had to say. I kind of want to jump into today's episode. I've been talking for quite a while now. Um, and like I said, I've done nothing in my personal life. I've literally just been resting and working and resting and working. It's been very intense lately. So I haven't done anything exciting or new or fun, which is why I kind of just talked about, um, the bachelor and the Grammys for my catch up. But moving forward, today's episode is questions you need to ask on a first date. And I kind of wanted to do this one because it falls in line with last episode that I did with the worst first date ideas. I kind of want to keep the first date thing going, which I thought was really fun. So let's get into it. So these are questions um, that you need to ask. Like these are questions that you're going to have to ask that will help you figure out if one, this person is actually a decent, normal human being and they aren't hiding bodies in their attic or two, if there's going to be a second date. So let's get into it. I'm going to hit you guys with a super quick disclaimer. Once again, these are just a lot of these are my own personal opinions. I did find some of these on lists online, but I couldn't find an exact list that would say like questions you need to ask to make sure that your first date isn't creepy as fuck and planning to kill you. So um, I kind of made these up as I go. When I go on first dates, I have like a mental list of questions that I ask to kind of figure out the kind of person they are and see if we are going to be compatible or not. So depending on their answers, I figure out if I will see them again or not. So I decided to put all those mental questions that I usually have. I wrote them down. I put them all on this list and I am releasing them for you. But like I said, this is a personal list. It's not a hundred thousand percent. It's not. Also, it is not bulletproof, by the way, just because they answer the questions correctly does not mean that they're 100% a saint and they're going to be your soulmate forever. Like they still might be crazy. However, this will kind of help you weed out the psychopaths early, you know, you're going to find out on the first date, not on the 10th date, once you've already, you know, met their family and grew an attachment to their dog. So let's jump right into it. This one's going to be fun. It's going to be lighthearted. Um, I've been trying to do more lighthearted episodes, more fun episodes where I don't need a script. I can just sit down and talk to you guys and just chill and relax and talk as if I would to my friends. I would literally talk to my friends like this. So that's kind of the whole point of the podcast. I've been noticing lately, I love podcasts, but I've been noticing lately that a lot of the podcasts recently are very serious. Like they're all about super intense, difficult, uncomfortable conversations that are super important. Do not get me wrong at all. I'm not trying to say like, "Mm, everyone's so sensitive and serious these days. I'm not saying that at all. Um, I definitely agree that conversations about all these difficult topics are important and they're important to be out there and released and listened to. However, I think that for me, when I listen to podcasts or when I watch movies or when I watch TV shows or when I listen to music, it's kind of like a creative escape. Like it lets me relax and kind of like forget about everything that's going on in the world and kind of like forget about all my personal struggles and everything else. So the fact that like all these podcasts and all these things are just like focused around current events and focused on like super difficult conversations. It's like, um, I just like, 
need something to relax. I need something to take my mind off it. I want a distraction for 45 minutes. So I kind of want to step away from serious conversations for a bit and just do fun episodes, something lighthearted that you can listen to when you're going on your way to work and it won't bum you out completely. Something that you can listen to, you know, while you're jogging or while you're walking your dog, (laughs) stuff like that. Like I just want something fun and funny. Like it doesn't have to be super serious. I've noticed that a lot of podcasts are like serious conversations with blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, damn, bro. Like sometimes I just want to know what your favorite toppings on pizza are. Like sometimes I really want to listen to useless content. I love like tier lists when YouTubers and stuff post like the best snacks ranked. And I'm like, damn, yeah, I want to know that. So I kind of want to, it's not, I'm not going to be talking about my favorite chips, but I do want to get into some lighthearted content, some fun stuff where we can just talk and not have to be super serious or super worried about like getting canceled and have very difficult conversations with, which can be so emotionally draining. Like when I listen to a podcast and they're talking about current events, which is super important. Like I said, I'm not trying to minimize the, like the importance of injustices. I'm not trying to do that at all. I do keep up to date. I do watch the news. Don't worry. I try to to educate myself as much as possible but sometimes a girl just needs to relax and just you know listen and create some lighthearted content so that's what I'm doing today all right let's get right into it enough of this chit chat so without further ado these are the top questions that I ask on a first date to find out if they are going to be a good match for me and if there's going to be a second date and to kind of get a sense of the type of person they are because I don't want to be going on a second date and then figuring out that they're like fucking weird. So let's do this. So the first one, I usually ask this, but I try to do it in like a very like funny, lighthearted approach. You can do it in a serious tone, but I usually like to do it in kind of like a (laughs) so they don't think I'm crazy, but it's also like give me an answer to this. So the question I usually ask is along the lines of would somebody else be upset with the fact that you're out with me right now? Or you can kind of say like, does someone think they're in a relationship with you right now? The way that I kind of do this is like, "Mm -hmm." like I'd be like, "Hmm." so would somebody be mad that like you're out with me right now? Like kind of like that, just to make sure that they are in fact single. Like this is a super important question. It might not seem like it and it might seem obvious. It's like, well, obviously they're on a date. Like why wouldn't they be single? It's like, you'd be fucking surprised. You'd be very, very, very surprised over the people that will go on dates while being in a relationship, while being committed to somebody else, while being in a relationship, like developing, like even though they're not like for sure dating someone, but they've been talking and going out with the same person for three months. It's like, would somebody be upset that you're out right now? So you kind of want to establish that first. It's asking like, are you single without actually saying, are you single? Because I think saying, are you single? They're going to be like, um, like I'm here with you, aren't I? But I think this is an important question. Also, it kind of falls in line with like the girl code. Like you want to make sure that you're not getting in the way of something that's already been developing. And that's kind of shitty, right? So I always ask this. I try to make it super lighthearted. Most of the time, the answer is like, no, but you do want to make sure and you do want to check. And if they say no, and then you find out that they're lying, it's like, okay, not only are they a cheater, but they're a liar too. Hmm. And then you'll know that this person is not for you. So that's an important one. I put that right number one on the list for a reason. If you're going to ask any question, ask that one. Because at the end of the day, you don't even want to be on a date with somebody who is leading other people on and going on dates with other people. Because that is so shitty. That is scum. 
That is dirt on my shoe. And I will not go on a date with someone who deceives other women and goes out with other people behind their back. Not me being super passionate about this. Damn, I need to chill. Who hurt me? <laughs> who hurt my feelings that I'm so passionate about that? Hmm? Lots of people. I can name names, but I won't. So moving on. <laughs> my shady ass. Moving on. Do you have any kids? Okay. This is a more personal one. I think it definitely depends on your age and what you're comfortable in. Um, a lot of people have no issues dating other people that have their own children, obviously. I personally think that I am not in the position to be in that type of relationship. I think being in a relationship with somebody who has their own child is not a bad thing at all. I love children. And like, just because it didn't work out with that person that they had a child with doesn't mean that like, oh, you're not worthy of finding love again. Like you tried and it failed and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's not what I'm saying at all. However, for me at the age that I am in right now, I think I'm a little too young to be committed to somebody who already has such a huge commitment because you do have to realize that like this person has a child, like they are, their child is going to go come first, no matter what you need to accept that. And I think that's very difficult. That's a very difficult pill to swallow for some people, because a lot of people, when they're in relationships, they require a lot of attention. They require a lot of time spent with them. I kind of fall into that category. It's not like I require a lot of attention, but I do like need it. <laughs> not, it's not that I require it. It's just that like I live and breathe off of it. And if I don't get attention, I will die. So but, no, it's not that I need it. It's just that I, I feel more comfortable in a relationship where I'm kind of a big focus and I'm a big priority and I'm almost number one. So the fact that this person will have a child that's always going to be number one, it's kind of a hard pill to swallow for me. So that is a question that I like to ask. I just say like, do you have any kids? Um, like, it's pretty simple. It's pretty easy. It's a yes or no. And then you can kind of see how it goes from there, depending on their answer. But for me at this moment in time, I'm not comfortable dating somebody who has their own child because they're going to be focused on that child. Their main priority is that child. And sometimes that can get in the way of relationships that can get in the way. It's going to be hard. Some people struggle with dividing their time up equally. And it's also, you kind of take on a role of like, like, daddy's girlfriend like you know what I mean you kind of take on that role and it's like am I ready to be a stepmom at this point in my life it's a no for me at this moment but you never know I feel like that can change when you get older however this is very important too if they say yeah I do like I have kids you say how many they'll say three and then you'll be like oh same mom no three different moms that's a little suspicious to me that happened to one of my friends a while while back that they were dating a guy that had like four or five different um mothers to his children which is a little bit of a red flag for me because it's like i don't know for me that's a bit of a red flag i don't really want to get into it that much but i think this is a good question that you can ask to kind of figure out the type of person they are and if you're into kids you can also find out what kind of father they are so you can be like oh do you see them very often and he goes like nah i don't fucking see those kids fuck them kids then you're like okay this is not a person that i want in my life because i don't see a future with that um but if you're like yeah i love my like i love my kid i see them every single day like i love them so much blah 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 blah, blah. and me and his um his other parent we have a great relationship and we co-parent and we put our differences aside and then it's like oh wow like this is a very mature person who not only knows how to deal with life problems in a mature way but they're also raising a tiny child so I feel like 
it can give you an idea of the type of person they are. So that's an important question if you ask me. So I always ask if they have kids, especially now that I'm getting older. I feel like when I was like 16, I never asked that shit. I wasn't like, so do you have children? Because that's unrealistic. Um, But now that I'm getting older, I think it's an important question to ask. So keep that one in mind. Next one is, okay, this is a tricky one, but I always ask this question and I love asking it because I feel like it can really give you a sense of the type of person they are and I think it's like also a fun question that can break the ice if the date is going a little awkward then you can ask this question and it'll be a fun question but you're also kind of like sneakily getting to know sneakily you're also like getting to know them in like a sneaky way so the question I always ask is what has been your worst first date and why was it bad? And right off the bat, this question seems pretty simple. They'll just be like, oh, I went there and like, you know, um, she spilled her drink all over me and then I had to pay for everything and then it ruined my favorite shirt and then you guys laugh. And I think that's really funny. And then you can even do the vice versa and say, well, my worst date was blah, blah, blah. So I think that could be really funny. However, the reason as to why I ask this is because you'll kind of get to see how they speak about other women. You kind of get to see how they speak on people that they've already you know went on a date with and if they go like oh this stupid bitch came in and you know she like made me pay for the whole fucking thing and then she didn't even want to kiss me after fuck that blah 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 then it's like whoa okay I do not want to see you ever again I'm gonna call the police because you can you know get a sense that this person does not respect women and they want like you know they want something more like they're not just taking you out to get to know you like they're trying to get a little zoom zoom and if you don't give it to them they're gonna get super mad and punch a wall and that's not necessary kyle there's other ways to express your emotions you don't need to punch the drywall every single time okay i have the contractor on speed dial that's how much you punch the wall. <laughs> but I think this is also a fun question because you can see if they take things lighthearted, if they can take jokes. Um, so like, for example, the first one I said, it's like, oh, she spilled her water all over me and she was so embarrassed, but it was obviously not a big deal. And, you know, I never saw her again because it was just too awkward. Then you can just laugh and you're like, oh, this person can take a joke and they're pretty lighthearted and they're not so uptight and they don't have a stick up their ass. So I think that's kind of a fun way to get to know the person. And I think it's also a good way to figure out how they speak on others. Sometimes I don't really do this on a first date. I will do it. This is not part of the list. This is kind of just a side note. I don't ask about their ex on the first date. That's kind of like once I've already started to get to know somebody and we're kind of developing, you know, a soon to be relationship, I bring up their ex and depending on how they speak on their ex, it really speaks volumes because some people will just blatantly disrespect the person that they used to be in a relationship with. It's like... There's a difference between, you know, poking fun at your ex and kind of like making fun of that era in your life. And I do that all the time. I do it here on the podcast all the fucking time. But it's like if a man goes like, oh, that stupid bitch, this, this, like she's so worthless. Like what a bitch, what a whore, what a hoe. It's like, oh my gosh, you're speaking so badly about somebody. And it's like if they can say these things about a woman that used to be in their life, like what makes you different? Like they can easily be speaking these things about you in a week or two or a few months when this when this doesn't work out. So I think you have to be really cautious and really, really pay attention to the way that they are speaking about other women, especially women from their past. I think that's very important because I think for me, a man and a respectful man that actually views women as an equal, as an equal partner, after a breakup, they will still be like, oh, 
you know, like it just didn't work out. Like this is what happened. This is what she did, whatever, whatever, without having to be entirely sexist and misogynistic and being like, oh, what a hoe. Like she's worthless. Like she, she does nothing. Like she belongs there. And it's like, are you fucking serious? Like you're speaking about another woman like that to my face. So that's very important. I think it's important to bring up an ex. Don't do it on the first date though. Do it later on. But that kind of goes hand in hand with the question I ask about, oh, what's your worst first date? And then you kind of get to see how they speak on somebody that was, that really didn't give them a great experience because I think a real man will still respect someone even if it didn't work out but that's just me plus a little bonus you can also see what their first date expectations are because if they go like oh um and she made me pay for the whole fucking thing like it's your it's our first date come on are you serious then you can kind of clue in and be like okay this person does not like to pay on the first date so when the bill comes you can just be like oh it's separate oh we're splitting it oh like don't worry i got it so i think that can really help you with a successful first date for the rest of them so i usually ask this question kind of near the beginning to one break the ice and to two kind of figure out how they speak about women and three figure out their expectations because like i said this is kind of a sneaky way to do it because if they say like and she didn't even want to go home with me after blah 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 then you know that this person is expecting to go home with you after make a run for it bitch immediately as i get into a restaurant i check all the exits and i know where they are so make sure you do that and then once he starts saying that make a run for it take exit number two catch an uber and go home okay okay moving on next one is this one is really simple and i think it's like a boring first date question but i also think it's kind of important to ask it's so simple it's what do you do on your free time And I know, I know, I know, I know it sounds so boring and it sounds like you're in a job interview, but the way I say it, I'll just be like, oh, so like, what do you do when you're not at work? Or what do you do when you're not at school? Oh, I just hit my funny bone. (laughs) I don't know if you guys heard that. That fucking hurt it. Um, Another way to ask this without sounding like you're in a job interview, like I could be like, um, so what do you do when you're not on dates with me? And they'll be like, ha ha ha, you're so funny. Please marry me. And I'm just like, no, I'm committed to Harry Styles. But I know it sounds basic, but it can honestly tell you a lot about a person. If they say like, oh, I don't do anything. I just like ball up and, you know, and I just like sit at home and play video games. And it's like, oh, okay, you're a bum. Like that's all you had to say. Or if they say like, oh, um, you know. I have no personality aside from drinking protein and going to the gym five times a day, then you know that they have a weird alpha male complex and they also have a small penis. It's I don't make the rules, but those are the rules, baby. Okay. So I feel like asking this question is a fun way to get to know them and to kind of get a sense of their personality a bit. Also, if they're saying answers that you don't like, it's like, oh, in my free time, I go hunting and I kill rabbits. And it's like, what the fuck? Okay. And they're like, yeah, I have a rifle in my car right now. Do you want to see it? No, no, maybe. You know what? Maybe next time. Maybe, maybe. Um, and they're like, oh, okay. When do you want to go out again? I can, I can show you. And it's like, no, um, I'm busy that day. So sorry. And it's like, oh, I didn't even say a day. It's like, yeah, no, I just remembered I have an appointment. So I'm so sorry. And that's when you leave because what the fuck that is so strange so i think that's an important question to kind of figure out if they're creepy and to see if you have anything in common 
because if they go like, oh, I spend my free time, you know, podcasting and walking my dog and reading and listening to Harry Styles. And it's like, holy shit, I found my soulmate. Hello. So that's a good one. And I think it's also really simple, really easy. It's really fun. And it can help you figure out if there's going to be a second date, which is the whole point of this list. The next question I ask, oh, this is one of my favorites. You ask um, if they have any siblings, more specifically, if they have sisters. This for me, I honestly think that dating a guy that has sisters is important. Not important, but I think it could really help because men who have sisters are not phased by anything at all. Like they really are not. I think that they see women in like their most natural habitat. They really do. Like my brothers have seen me have huge breakdowns. They have seen me have like insane fights with them. They have seen like all sides of a woman. They've seen the ugly. I literally will be like, can you pass me a tampon? And they'll like throw it to me. I just feel like from my experience, and I also think I saw a TikTok about this and I read like, I read something about this or I don't know if it was a tweet, but people are saying like men who have sisters are superior. And it, I feel like it's true. Like they also have like this respect for women too, because like kind of gives them a sense of like how women act, how women should be treated. And I just think it's important. Also bonus points if they have an older sister. I think having an older sister is so important because sometimes a baby sister, like a younger sister, they'll just baby them and it'll just kind of like not affect them but I feel like an older sister really puts them in their place like I honestly live by that I don't know what the science behind it is maybe I'll do some research on this and do a whole episode on what why dating men with sisters is superior let me know if you guys are interested in that I honestly don't know what the science behind it is I just feel like when men have older sisters it's like they're they're not phased by anything like nothing can kind of like drive them away also double double bonus points if how do i explain this if they have an older sister and that sister has um has a kid so they're an uncle to a niece oh my god that is like triple quadruple points bonus points because not only do they have an older sister that has put them in their place all their life and has you know humbled them and taught them how to respect and treat women but they have kind of developed this like protection to their niece and they kind of know I don't know I honestly don't know what I'm saying I don't know what the fucking science behind it is but just know that dating a man that has an older sister and has a niece is 100,000% superior Okay, 100% because they will most of the time, most of the time, I'm not saying this is bulletproof, foolproof, but most of the time they will know how to treat you right and respect you and they will not be scared of your crazy side. So trust me when I say this, um, you know what, if you guys are interested, let me know because I will do a whole episode committed to this. I will do it next. This one is really important and it's one that I say all the time and I swear by this bring up a current event that you have a strong opinion about. Let me tell you why. So for example, um, if you want to know if this person that you're seeing is, you know, let's say you're trying to figure out what their stand is on race. So you can easily bring up something that is currently happening. Like for me, um, let me do something. Okay, let's do something that we all know about because I've been talking about it on the podcast. You can just say like, oh, can you believe all those crazy things that that bachelor contestant did can you believe that and can you believe what the host said and if they go like yeah it's so disgusting that's awful like i can't believe it blah 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 then you can clue in that their views align with yours and their stand on important subjects are the same as yours but if they go like ah that is so stupid like she just went to a party like people are blowing this way out of proportion like everybody makes mistakes blah 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 like everybody just pretends to be woke then it's like okay 
this person clearly does not have the same views or opinions at me as me, which is usually okay when it comes to relationships. Like people can have different views and opinions, but I honestly don't think there's any exception when it comes to making very disgusting comments and saying like, oh, racism is okay and excusing racism or homophobia or whatever it may be. Like, it's not like you guys are discussing your favorite type of chips and you're like, I like, I like all dressed and they go like, I like ketchup. And it's like, yeah, that's fine. This is important topics that you want your partner to have the same views as because also you want to make sure that the person that you're dating is a decent human being that respects other people and stands up for injustices. So I think that's really important. Another, like another example, you could be like, oh, like this is a current event going on. Um, I don't know whoever knows, but whatever's going on with um, the David Dobrik situation who's a youtuber and he's had some allegations against against him recently i don't really want to get into it too much because it is very upsetting and it's very triggering and it's so hard to listen to and to hear and to kind of see everything play out if you want to learn more about that then you can definitely google it but trigger warning absolutely for sa um anyway so you can just be like can you believe what's going on with david dobrik right now and if they go like yeah that's so fucking stupid like that girl's a liar she just wants attention like that story's so fake then you could just be like okay so you're discussing piece of piece of shit that will kind of like excuse sa so i'm gonna head out so i think this is a really important question it's a really good way to figure out if this person's views align with your own without blatantly asking them because if you ask someone if you're like oh are you against um racism then they're gonna be like obviously like yeah but if you ask about a current event that is happening and you get their opinion on it then it's a really good way to figure out their actual opinions and their actual stand on these issues. So this is an important question to ask if you want to know if the person that you're on this date with has the same views as you and isn't a shitty, awful, racist, piece of shit person. The next one, moving on. We are almost done here. Um, this one's kind of fun. It's kind of silly, but a zo- their zodiac sign. I think. Um, I think this really depends on how much you believe in a, in the astrology kind of thing and how much you believe in compatibility with the zodiac signs and everything. I usually ask this um, because it's like a fun conversation you can have you guys sometimes I've asked this and then we google our compatibility and I think that's like a fun thing to do and it kind of breaks the ice as well also if you ask what their zodiac sign then if they say Gemini then you know you need to walk out of that date immediately because let's be honest who wants a Gemini in their life okay okay i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking gemini's do not fucking come for me my puppy's a gemini i love him to death stop stop i was clearly joking or was i but i asked the zodiac question because i think it's fun and also I, I i personally believe in that i really do believe in like the zodiac signs and like what they say because even though a lot of the statements are general like it, they could be like oh you're a virgo that means that you're nice and i'm like oh, i am nice damn how do they know but I think some of them are pretty accurate. So I like look up their characteristics, see what they are, see like, you know, I think it kind of gives you a good idea of the person that you are dealing with. And I think it's also a nice icebreaker too, that you can both talk about. And if they're into it, you can tell them your sign and then you guys both talk about it. And then, you know, the rest is history and you fall in love and you get married, but it all depends on what you believe in and what your personal opinions are with astrology. But like I said, I think it's really a nice icebreaker that can get the date flowing and it can lead to further questions as well. Like it could be like, Oh, why have you ever dated a Virgo before? And it's like, no, like, have you ever dated a cancer? No. And then you guys can just talk blah, blah, blah. All right. This is the next one, which I think 
is kind of not as important, but it's also silly, kind of like the Zodiac one. I think it's important to ask for music taste because it can give you an idea of what they're into. And I have a strong belief that you can kind of figure out somebody's personality based on their music taste and what artists they listen to. I really do. I honestly think that you can figure out like bits and pieces of who they are. For example, if they go like, oh, I love Takashi 6 9 I listen to him all day long. It goes so hard. It's so good. Then it's like, oh, okay, you're a piece of shit that not only has zero music taste, but you also excuse an actual known criminal. Okay cool good to know Mm -hmm. also if they say like country then you know that you need to exit the date immediately immediately once they start saying oh i like cunt like you know they're gonna say country music just have the uber app ready call your uber and get the fuck out of there immediately Okay, stop, stop. You guys know I'm joking. I'm obviously joking. Uh, That's a personal one. (laughs) That's a personal opinion, but I'm not coming for country listeners. You guys have rights to, or do you? I don't know. We'll find out. (laughs) Stop. I'm joking. I'm actually joking. Oh my gosh. This episode is going to get me canceled. The Geminis, the Geminis that listen to country music are going to murder me at night. Confirmed. If you're a Gemini and you listen to country music, then I'm sorry. I want nothing to do with you. Stand 30 feet away from me at all times. And I'm not joking. That one is a serious statement and I will stand by it. Okay. Um, And that kind of wraps up my list. That's my mental list that I always ask. Those are questions that I always ask. And depending on their answers, it kind of helps me figure out if there will be a second date, if I will be compatible with this person, if they are even worth my time. Because sometimes a guy can be super cute and all this, but if they have like shitty answers to these questions, then we're probably not going to make it in the long run. Um, So I think this is a good way to kind of weed out the bad people and you don't waste your time with people that you're not going to be compatible with in the future and it's not going to develop into a meaningful relationship obviously you can still have fun and whatever i'm not saying that like don't talk to people that answer wrong to these questions that's fine do whatever the fuck you want to do if you still want to hook up with them then still hook up with them that is totally fine however i think that if you're looking for a meaningful relationship that you're planning to last a long time and you're kind of looking for that partner these questions are important to ask and depending on their answers you will figure out if they are actually worth your time and if they're actually worth getting to know and if they're actually you know pieces of shit that deserve to leave the restaurant and never be seen again so i also put together a bit of a speed round of questions that I ask on a first date these I'm not gonna like get into the reasoning behind them but these are just fun questions that I like to ask um to kind of also get to know the type of person they are and to see if I will be compatible with them or not um so here we go without further ado these are the questions you need to ask speed round edition one if they have ever clapped when a plane has landed Two, if they use flags as decoration in their room. Three, if they have a bed frame or not. Four, boxers or briefs. Briefs are obviously superior. Five, if they own anything from the brand Supreme. Six, if they wear black Air Forces. Seven, if they are or are planning to be a real estate agent. Eight, if they listen to Jason Derulo. No explanation needed there, obviously. Nine, if they have a dream catcher or tribal tattoo. And ten, lastly, what do they do for work? Make sure he's employed, sis, because you do not want to be anybody's sugar mama right now. 
And that wraps up today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Moral of the story or advice of the week is be careful when you go on a first date. You definitely want to make sure that you're not wasting your time. Ask important questions, but also ask questions that you are interested in. Don't give off way too much information about yourself as well when they ask the question back to you because you never know the person that you're dealing with until you go out with them a few times. So definitely have your guard up. And these are just a few questions that I personally ask to see if this person and I will be compatible for any future dates or if they are you know a danger to me or if they are normal if you have your own mental list of questions that you ask on a first date please let me know I would love to hear them if there are any additions to these questions I will be mentioning them on later on in future episodes but that is it for me for today thank you so much for listening once again if you have enjoyed today's episode or any episode in the past and you definitely want to hear more in the future then please let me know by leaving me a review on iTunes it's on the Apple podcast app just such a search up sit like a lady you will see my legs click on it click five stars and let me know what you like about the episodes what you don't like about it what you want to see in the future i definitely love hearing your opinions and thoughts you can also follow me on twitter the handle is at sit like a lady underscore and if you don't have twitter for whatever reason you can follow me on instagram the handle is at sit like a lady podcast lastly you can actually send me an email to sit like a lady podcast at gmail.com if you have an experience you want to share with me or any questions it could be totally anonymous i can read it and answer it on the podcast or even answer it privately send me your thoughts questions confessions funny stories your grocery list or the tweets you have in your drafts i don't care what it is i want to hear from you Anyways, let's see if I even take my own advice. But until then, always remember to keep your mind, heart, and legs open. Bye.